Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Pablo Torre. And Tony, it is great to be back on PTI with you for a second straight day. Tony Kornheiser, ABL Pablo, anyone but Levitard, you know what I mean? You know, he's my boss now, which is very strange. Oh, that yeah, ought to work out great. Oh, yeah, sweat that equity, work Tony, out great. has never meant yeah. something more literal he, than it does with me and him. Yeah. yeah. He hates all bosses, so I'm sure he's now going to hate all the employees because <laughs> he is the boss. Welcome to yeah. PTI, boys Can and confirm. girls. We'll bond tapped out again today, so I am joined by our great friend with the third grade promotional material, Mr. Pablo Torre. And we begin today with Damian Lillard. It is being reported that Lillard's agent, Aaron Goodwin, has warned teams other than the Miami Heat not to trade for his client. Goodwin says if they do, they will get an unhappy player. Pablo, should teams heed this warning? Not if that warning just has that adjective. Unhappy is not going to do it, Tony. You need to be shamelessly unpleasant. You need to be Anthony Davisian. You know, wear the whole Looney Tunes, that's all, folks. You need to troll the fan base that you're threatening to leave. And so for me, I just don't buy it. I think Dame Lillard has been so, so sensitive to the narrative around his likability, which is why it took so long for him to ask out in the first place. And so if they're saying, if Aaron Goodwin's saying he's unhappy, I'm not afraid of that in the least. I don't buy it. I don't believe that warning has teeth. Yeah. So I think this is a very bold move. This is an agent attempting to negotiate a trade by himself. This is an agent circumventing all the normal protocols. And this is an agent basically saying to other teams, if you trade for this guy, we, we don't want you to have him. He wants to be in right. Miami. I want him in Miami. So if you trade for him, you're going to suffer. Right? Now, I would then like to say that it is outrageous, but it's not. It's, it's daily operations in the NBA. The players That's have right. all Normal the power now. in the NBA. The owners have no power. And the commissioner, Adam Silver, is afraid of the players and simply fiddles while Rome burns. What I would like to see, honestly, <laughs> is a team on the fringes, a team that doesn't matter, a team like Utah, a team like Indiana, a team like Orlando. They, they don't matter. Trade for Lillard. And then call the agent's bluff and basically say, let me tell you something. If he doesn't want to play for us, he's not going to get the $216 million well, that's due to him. So, yeah, so how do you like them apples, right? Well, this is how do you like them apples throwing up $43 million on a napkin and putting it in front of the window is an... That's a David Stern move. You're right on that point. Adam Silver is not doing that. I don't know if Rome is quite burning yet, but I believe that the problem is, Tony, that they don't fear him. They don't fear the idea that he would take away the guaranteed money that I believe a team would love to take away if they're not going to show up on the basketball floor. And so for me, I think there's also this question of, okay, you're going to make $43 million. 
if you go to Brooklyn, if you go to Philly, you're really going to throw that degree of stink? I think that you're right. Maybe Utah, maybe Salt Lake City is the threshold at which he becomes more Anthony Davis-like. But for me, I remember Kawhi Leonard, right? right? Toronto traded for Kawhi Leonard despite Kawhi Leonard saying, I don't want to go to Toronto. And he went there, he played a year, and he won a title. He won. The risk and the reward tilt in favor of reward for that one year. Exactly right. So I think what's going to happen is he's going to end up in Miami. Right? I think he's going to end up in Miami. This is, you know, again, I said this yesterday. There's European soccer players and there's NBA players. And they basically negotiate on their own. They wake up and they Mm -hmm. say, I don't want to be here anymore. Get me out of here by 3 o'clock. I think he'll end up in Miami. And Portland is going to have to accept the crumbs that Miami throws them. I think that's what will happen. Yeah, Tyler Hero and Crumbs is about right. But let's move to baseball now because last night's drama involving the Red Star rookie Ellie De La Cruz was a lot to bite into. In the second inning, Nationals manager Davey Martinez challenged a plastic cap that De La Cruz keeps on the knob of his bat. The umps removed it after examining it, and then they replaced it an inning later after the league office cleared it. It was okay to use. And in the fifth, De La Cruz launched a 455-foot home run and pointed at that cap before circling the bases, to which Martinez said, quote, I didn't like his antics, end quote. So are you okay with those antics, Tony? This will not surprise you at all. I was watching that live, okay, because I watch Nats games. Unsurprised. And when De La Cruz, I wanted to see De La Cruz because he had four hits the night before. So when he came up, I saw this gizmo on the knob of the <laughs> bat, and I wondered, I'm sure, like everybody else, including Davey Martinez, what is that? Is that legal? And it was determined immediately that, no, it was not legal. And so they had him take it off. Okay, so then he gets up and he strikes out. Then they find out it's okay. There's no harm here. And he puts it back on and he pops out. And then he hits one that is still going. Okay? And he hits it off Josiah Gray, who had just been named a pitcher on the All-Star team. Right? Now, I was with Davey up to a point. I was with Davey on, well, what is this thing? Is it legal? But after that, I part ways with Davey. And I, I don't know how Davey could expect anything else other than, as De La Cruz is circling the bases, he looks at Davey and he says, you want to mess with me? This is what happens. Because he thinks of this as a magic talisman, and he wants to stick it in Davey's eye at this point. Well, what's so funny is that this is a youth story on a couple of levels, on the level that you just described, and then on the level that this whole little thing is part of a telemetry device that young guys use to better their swing and he just got to liking it and so that's why he wears it as a as a habit as you said as a talisman but for me the whole thing about when you call for the tsa agent when you say hey can we pat this guy down run his stuff through the x-ray like if you're not right okay if you're not right about him bringing something aboard that he shouldn't well now you are just clearly having this guy in your head. Like, this is, to me, this is the legend now, Tony. It's the legend of a guy who just showed up, has hit two, two, by the way, 455-foot home runs so far, and is so good that guys are like, something must be responsible for this because it can't just be him. Let me just talk to Davey directly, as even though he's playing the game right now, talk to Davey directly as a Nats fan. If the Reds somehow said that De La Cruz was on the trading market, he'd trade his whole infield for them. Like maybe he'd try to keep one guy back, I like Abrams, too. you know, or Candelario. Yeah. But this no, kid, he's too. got a, 
26 games, got 11 stolen bases so and 14 so RBI, good. and he's batting over 300. Nats have one guy with those stats. Lane Thomas, one guy. All right, we move. Counting. It's a slow day. So we turn to an interesting comment Michael Vick made about Andy Reid. Now, Vick is prejudiced here. He played for Reid. He loves Reid, and he says so. But Vick also said this, quote, after Andy won the Super Bowl, I said he's only got two. But he went to, like, four or five NFC Championship games. And every year, the Chiefs are in the AFC Championship game. He might be the greatest coach of all time. You don't have to win championships to be considered, unquote. Pablo, what would Reed have to do to earn that distinction in your mind? So I believe that Andy Reid's a lot closer to Bill Belichick than people give him credit for. I think the time management stuff, the clocks, the flags from earlier in his tenure in Philly especially, like that stuff is worn away. I believe he deserves to be respected more as a peer. But Tony, I'm okay with not just counting Super Bowl rings, but just, just count the championships, the, the AFC and NFC championships respectively, right? It's five for Andy Reid. It's 13 for Bill Belichick. Yeah. Like, the guy, yeah. I, I just don't think numerically it's close. And you can talk about quarterbacks, how, of course, Belichick has Brady, but so, too, does Reed have Mahomes. To me, it's just about the longevity and the consistency of being one of the best four teams at the very end, which Bill Belichick, until recently, has literally always been. So one small correction, it's 13 championship games for Belichick. That's right. I believe it's 10 Appearances. championship games for Andy Reid. All right, so, so when I heard about this, I made a list. And the list starts with Belichick, of course, because he has six Super Bowls. And who else is on the list? Lombardi is on the list. Shula is on the list. Landry is on the list. Noel is on the list. Walsh is on the list. Gibbs is on the list. Parcells is on the list. I'm probably leaving somebody out. So where do I put Reid in this? Well, he's got the same amount of Super Bowls as Parcells, and Shula and Landry, that's pretty good. He's second only to Belichick in terms of playoff wins. He's ahead of Lombardi and Noel and Walsh. But, you know, but it's easier to get in the playoffs now. He's got the 10 championship games, again, second to, to Belichick. So I wanted to try to make the case that Belichick has an unfair advantage because he had Tom Brady. But you can't make that case because on the next rung, on the next rung is Patrick Mahomes, so you can't do that. Yes. Most of these guys had great quarterbacks. I'll just go through some of them. Landry had Storback, and Shula had Greasy, and Lombardi had Starr, and yep. Noel had Bradshaw, yep. Walsh had Montana. They're all in the Hall of Fame. Therefore, I go to Joe Gibbs, because he won three Super Bowls with three different <laughs> quarterbacks, which none of these guys did, none of whom are going to the Hall of Fame. So you can see why I elevate Gibbs, but... Honestly, Reed's very, very good, and I think belongs on the periphery of all of these other great coaches. I just don't think he's Belichick. What I got out of this entire segment, which again does help us on a slow July day, is that Joe Gibbs, <laughs> the Joe Gibbs estate should hire you to make the case for him because I didn't see us getting to Joe Gibbs out of Andy Reed versus Bill Belichick. No, I, I mean, you know, there, there's a lot of guys who are great coaches. Gibbs has that one that one thing that should not be ignored, that he won the Super Correct. Bowl with three different guys. You know, nobody else did that. Let's take a break. Coming up, what is the word to describe the way the Marlins beat the Cardinals last night? And how best to describe the team that the Mavericks are building around Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving. De La Cruz is very exciting to watch. 
He oh, is yeah. no. really exciting to watch. Shohei no. and De La Cruz, and now Shohei's hurt, and De La Cruz, man, is, he's the future. Except he's also- Pardon the interruption is presented by Corona. Please drink responsibly. Part of happy hour. And in part by Jimmy John's, the sandwich of sandwiches. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Welcome back to Pardon the Interruption. Presented by Corona. Part of Happy Hour. Pablo may have gone to Harvard, but there's only one yeah. person on the show who holds an honorary doctorate of humane letters, and he looks hot <laughs> in white. What's first? <laughs> the way the Marlins beat the Cardinals last night was blank. My word is ghastly, okay? St. Louis is up 9-8. It's the bottom of the ninth. The Marlins have people on first and second. There is one out. The Miami hitter hits a comebacker to the mound. The St. Louis pitcher... Jordan Hicks feels it cleanly. He has to go to first base because the runners are moving. This is a guy who throws a ball 104 miles an hour, but he does not want to make this throw. You can see he double clutches, he triple clutches. When he finally lets it go, it sails 10 feet over the head of the first baseman who has a look of horror on his face. Both of these runners score, so it becomes a walk-off on what I would have scored Fielder's choice, E1. It cannot happen. No, it's ghastly. No, and the celebration made it even more haunting for Jordan Hicks. Jordan Hicks, by the way, is why my word is Noblockian. This was a Noblockian way to lose Chuck a game Noblock. for the Miami yeah. Rollins to win it because, of course, throwing to first, Tony, a guy who is so skilled, Jordan Hicks, as you said, is an incredible pitcher. But there is this great equalizer lurking inside of the human brain, waiting to pounce upon all of us, potentially, if we don't have the, the steel in a moment of pressure. And this is one of those things that I worry about in a real way, haunting that yeah. dude. Like, this is Yipsian. Yeah. This is stuff that sticks with you. I hope it does it for his sake. You, you don't want to be in that position. You just don't. No. What's next? With their off-season acquisitions, 
The Mavs are looking blank. Okay, so I don't have one word. I have two words. My words are still doomed, okay? I understand <laughs> that they got Grant Williams from the Celtics. He's a fine player. He's a really good defender. I understand they got Seth Curry as a free agent from Brooklyn. He's a wonderful shooter. Yeah. I'm told they have two first-round draft picks. That's great. But they re-signed Kyrie Irving. Did nobody pay attention to what happened last <laughs> year? Before Kyrie Irving got to Dallas, the Mavericks were 29 and 96. After he got there, they went 9 and 18, and they missed the playoffs. Why would anybody think that it is going to be better this year? Do the Dallas Mavericks not have televisions in their offices? <laughs> Did they not see this? Well, that's why I see your two words, your compound answer, and I raise you four. Because the Mavericks <laughs> are looking through their third eye, Tony. This is what they're <laughs> looking through. This is the only explanation. Because you have, on one level, the story exactly right. When you agree to the Kyrie Irving experience, you are all in. And so the question then is, what do you do around them? And on that curve, on that curve that Kyrie probably does not believe exists to describe the shape of this planet, I believe that they get a pretty good A- minus on a curve. Because they needed defense, they got Grant Williams. They needed a guy who can drain open threes. They got Seth Curry at a bargain price. But Doesn't of course, matter. it's all about the guy who it sees it work. through his third eye. Kyrie yes. Irving and Luka Doncic wouldn't have it done didn't that. Work. <laughs> to be clear, the Just, Kyrie thing. Yeah. Come on, no TVs, the whole office. You had to see it. That's the final word. Let's take one last break. Still to come, have the Mets suddenly turn things around. And how concerned should anyone be over Brandon Miller's performance in summer league? The defense is always that Kyrie Irving is a great player. Yes, he is a great player, but you have empirical data that it didn't work because the other guy needs the ball just as much as Kyrie. There's only one yeah. ball. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Part in the Interruption is presented by Corona. Please drink responsibly. Part of Happy Hour. Happy time, people. Happy 75th birthday, Brad Park. History lesson, kids. Park was the best defenseman on the New York Rangers when the Boston Bruins had Bobby Orr. Park finished second to Orr for the Norris Trophy for best defenseman four times. When Park was traded to the Bruins, he finished second in the Norris Trophy twice to Dennis Potvin of the Islanders. Park never won the Norris Trophy. 
He got to the NHL final once with the Rangers and twice with the Bruins, but never won the Stanley Cup. But Park made nine All-Star teams, and he was named one of the NHL's best 100 players. And when he retired, he had the most assists ever for a defenseman, 683. And Brad Park made the playoffs in every one of his 17 seasons, and that's a record. And Tony, he is a case study in what you do with yourself when you're essentially the Salieri to someone else's Mozart, right? Bobby Orr is Mozart. Yep. He's the guy always finishing second. Yep. But he builds this own, he builds his own legend, right? He becomes like this guy who's not just an enforcer, but also such a good passer, as you said. He's like the forerunner to Ray Bork in a bunch of ways. He has his own mythology, his own cult of appreciation around him. And so he deserves this celebration, despite being number two in that larger sets. Happy anniversary, Anthony Kim. On this day 15 years ago, Kim won Tiger Woods' AT&T tournament, making him the first PGA golfer under 25 to win twice in one year since Tiger did it in 2000. In 2010, Kim won the Houston Open, became only the fifth player in 30 years with three PGA Tour wins before turning 25. Now 38, Kim doesn't play on any tours, and he hasn't for a decade. He had an Achilles injury that never quite healed, and it's been reported that Kim took out an insurance policy on his health, and he would lose the benefits if he returned to competition. And the money is reportedly between 10 and $20 million. It is all very mysterious. Indeed, Kim has been called golf's Yeti. Yeah, this story, Tony, the Anthony Kim story is so fascinating to me. I would like to address Anthony Kim out there in the way that you addressed someone earlier in the show. If you're watching, if you're listening, I think this is an amazing, amazing thing that I need to understand better as somebody whose dad tried to make into a golfer because of you. And I didn't wow. come close, but I think there really is journalism here for me to do with you one-on-one. -on -one. Please call me, thank you. Tried to make you a golfer? Wow, yeah, I thought he wanted you to be a doctor out. also. He's obviously dissatisfied yeah. with you. Oh, for two. Happy trails to last night's game for the Diamondbacks. Arizona was up 1-0 in the top of the ninth with two outs and two strikes on Mets rookie catcher Francisco Alvarez when Alvarez hit a game-tying home run and celebrated raucously around the bases like it was New Year's Eve. Two batters later, Mark Canna hit a go-ahead triple, ultimately making a winner out of starter Kodai Senga, who had 12 strikeouts in eight innings. This was the Mets' fourth straight win, kept them on the fringe of wildcard territory. Alvarez seems to have a knack for this. On Tuesday, he had a go-ahead homer, and earlier in the season, he had a game-tying homer with two outs in the ninth against Tampa Bay. Remember pretty recently, Steve Cohen, the richest man in baseball, the guy who held a press conference about, you know, how this is the player's fault that the Mets were so bad. He is now experiencing a bit of an uptick, right? The Mets are kind of mediocre again, just good enough to be alive. And I wonder if he realizes that this is just going to make it all the more painful when they go absolutely nowhere in the end. One correction. I said the Mavericks were 29 and 96 before trading for Kyrie Irving. Oh, right. Kyrie makes me crazy. I meant to say 29 <laughs> and 26. Obviously, that's my bad. We go to the big finish quickly. Brandon Miller scored six points on two of four shooting over 28 minutes in his second summer league game. Your reaction? He taunted Michael Jordan pre-draft. I wonder what Michael Jordan has been texting him during summer league. Brianna Stewart, meanwhile, scored 43 to lead Liberty past the 3-13 Mercury last night. Are you impressed? Of course I am. She's one of the best players in the league. She's a great player. Duke big man Kyle Filipowski told the Brotherhood podcast that people's hatred for him makes him laugh. Do you believe that? I want to believe it. I need a villain at Duke in the Leitner tradition. I think he's pretty well qualified. 
Nine-seeded American Taylor Fritz lost in five sets at Wimbledon today. Is that significant? Well, he was up two sets to nothing, and he ended up losing to an unseeded Swede. So that's, that's not great. But we're not talking about John McEnroe here. Let's not get carried away. Last one, Rangers starter Nathan Ivaldi goes for his league tying 11th win tonight. Do you like his chances? Yeah, he's a 2-6-4 ERA. He just played for the Red Sox last year. Give me Ivaldi. Give me the Rangers leading their division. We're out of time. We're trying to do better the next time. And I'm Tony Kornheiser. And I'm Pablo Torre. Thank you for watching. As always, subscribe to www.pablo.show. That's how it actually should be. But for now, you're Sports Center. D did you hold that up upside down to begin with? You wait the whole half hour, you had it no. upside down? Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.